listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, see that you tell no one anything but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon and welcome. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. We have a lot of ground to cover today, huh? There's so many things happening. What's happening today? It is Chinese New Year. So we did have some Chinese food last night, you know, in honor of that. Okay, Chinese New Year. What else? It's the sixth Sunday in ordinary time. So we've got that going on. It's also today, if it wasn't Sunday, it is the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes. And so the Pope, for decades now, it is the World Day of Healing. So we have that going on, the World Day of Healing, and the readings are all about leprosy and healing. So there's, there's that World Day of Healing. And then there's um, some sort of game happening today. <laughs> so you're hoping to get out of Mass before the game starts? Okay, we will. Don't worry. Um, I think it starts at 6.30, right? So yeah, how much, how much time do I have for the homily? Okay. What else is going on? Well, Ash Wednesday is almost here, right? So this is the Sunday when the priests are all saying, okay, what are we going to do for Lent, you know, and um, who's giving up chocolate, et cetera, et cetera. The poor chocolate people, huh? They, they take a hit every Lent. Okay. And then this year, Ash Wednesday also falls on Valentine's Day, right? So um, I got permission from Dorothy, our shrine manager there. She said, if you double your donations, we'll give you a heart instead of a cross with the ashes. <laughs> um, so we've got Valentine's Day, which is actually St. Valentine, has nothing to do with Hallmark, sorry, you know. And then uh, what else is happening today? Anybody have a birthday or... Yeah, so, you know, it's one of all these things are happening. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, so, but what's, what's front and center in the readings today is this phenomenon of leprosy. When I hear of leprosy, I think of St. Damien of Molokai, the great Catholic saint who went to Hawaii to serve the leper colony there. Think of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, you know, who I knew and I worked with her sisters. Do you know her community, the Missionaries of Charity? There is a leper colony that makes their habits, their saris, you know, the white and the blue um, sari or habit that they wear. And so we have this thing of leprosy. Even St. Francis, the founder of the great Franciscans, at a time when he served the lepers at the beginning of his conversion. And so we have this... Um, this, this thing of leprosy. Now, what's, 
worth knowing about this particular disease at the time of our Lord, not only was it a terrible disease, you think of people with leprosy, it's almost like the zombie movies, you know, where they're, you're alive, but your body is like dying and falling apart. Also at that time, as we heard in the first reading, if you had leprosy, you had to leave. You were quarantined, you know, you were out, you had to leave your family, your community, and you were out in these camps. And it's kind of like when St. Damien went to Hawaii, they had that camp there on Molokai. And so not only was it a sin, not only were you dying, you also were cut off from your family, from your community. And you know, um, for many, many years when this, these readings would come up, um, personally, I felt a little judgy towards people in the past of the way they acted during like pandemics and things, <laughs> you know, like when they didn't know about technology and science and sanitation and, you know, medicine like we do now. But now after what we've been through, right, we've had our own pandemic recently, you know, we have like a lot more mercy and compassion on people from the past because of this thing, right? And so Jesus heals the leper. And, and what's, what I find interesting is that um, particularly for the Bible, the leprosy was almost like a metaphor for sin. What sin is to the soul, leprosy is for the body, right? Because in the Bible, sin leads to exile, where you have to leave the promised land. So God would tell the people, your hearts are so far away from me, now your bodies will be also. You would be in exile. And the, with the disease of leprosy, you were literally exiled. You were quarantined. And so it became a metaphor for sin. And what's, what, what I've been surprised about is obviously, I think, what we've been through recently, you know, I'm not making light of the pandemic. Um, I definitely lost a few people. A very close priest friend of mine died of COVID. And I don't think any of us kind of feel like we're getting the full story on what that what that was right <laughs> you know without giving the conspiracy theories and controversies over vaccines and whatnot but we've been through a difficult time and i've had that conversation with so many people that in the effort to stay physically healthy many of us neglected our souls you know how many people's like stop going to church stop going to mass you know because they didn't want to get sick well um i have news for all of us it doesn't matter how often you sanitize your hands or wear masks you're going to get sick. <laughs> and no matter you know, what we try to do, we are going to die. Okay, So we need to stop pretending like that's not our reality. You know? And so we do try to stay healthy. Don't misunderstand me. We do what we can, but there's the health of the body. But what about the health of the soul? Right? It makes no sense to do all of these things in the name of health and then let your soul die. And that's what's happened for many, many people. And that that um, disease, disease of leprosy, could somehow stand as the reality of sin, to be more sensitive and aware of the spiritual part of our souls, the spiritual part of us, and what it means to be healthy. And in many ways, that's what the season of Lent is all about, huh? That's what it is. We got 40 days to pray and to fast and almsgiving. We're doing spiritual battle against the world, the flesh and the devil. We're getting ready to celebrate the death and resurrection of the Lord. It's a wonderful time to refocus, to take a moment and say, okay, let, let's get my priorities straight again. Right? It's so easy to stray off the path. And the Lord is giving us this opportunity. In that vein, I think of the wonderful story of St. Damien of Molokai. St. Damien was a priest from Belgium. He comes over as a missionary, and he goes to this leper colony. This is the 1800s in Hawaii. And he gets there, 
And what he discovers is the people who had been quarantined and they're dying of this horrible disease, they had despaired. They had been, you know, given up. They were depressed and they had given themselves over to a terrible life of immorality and debauchery. They had lost not, not only their, their uh, connections to their families and communities, they had lost their dignity and their sense of worth. And so not only did St. Damien go there to minister as a priest, also to minister to their human needs. And it's amazing the things that he did along with St. Marianne Cope, a nun, and a, a bunch of other people that were inspired by him to bring that dignity back to the people, not just their bodies, but their souls. And St. Damien did something that I don't think anyone else had done in the history of the world. He didn't pray for healing from leprosy. He prayed to get leprosy. Who does that, huh? So he's there for 11 years, pouring himself out, ministering to these people on multiple levels, meeting all of their needs, not just their spiritual needs, and then 11 years in, he got leprosy. And he said it was the happiest day of his life. And he preached a very famous sermon at mass. He gets up to the, the pulpit and he tells the people, I can finally say, I am one of you. You know, and for the next four years, he still ministered as he died of leprosy. And, um, and now we call him Saint Damien, just in a tremendous, beautiful example of a saint who kind of brings to light what we're seeing in the readings this weekend, this healing, not of just of leprosy. If St. Damien had showed up at the island and just healed everybody of their leprosy, we never would have seen this life of tremendous charity. The, the fact that he doesn't get healed, but he gets sick, brings to light something even more profound. It's the grace of salvation. And in that way, St. Damien becomes a living echo of Jesus on the cross. Because on the cross, Jesus looked like a leper. You know, he was so bruised and beaten that the prophet Isaiah, in his prophecies, remember the suffering servant passages of Isaiah says he was so marred, so disfigured, he didn't even look like a man. He looked like somebody who was in the last stages of leprosy. So that Jesus entered into the mystery of sin and suffering all the way. And he took all of our sins right to the cross and into the grave. And on the third day, he rose again victorious. It's eternal life. I've said it here before, but maybe some of you are new. So what if Jesus heals you of your leprosy? Guess what? You get sick again. You know, do we want to just keep getting healed until we're... No, God wanted to give us something more than just more of this, you know. But what Jesus offers us is eternal life eternal life in heaven, where there will be no sickness or suffering or sorrow or sin. It will be eternal life with God, the, the final solution, you know, and that is above and beyond anything we would have thought to ask for. And so my friends, this is what the season of Lent is supposed to do to help us to get refocused, you know, to kind of get to understand on a deeper level what God might be asking of us, you know, as we make decisions about what we're going to do. You know, if you watch the Super Bowl today, you're going to see the commercial for the Hallow app, which is that famous Catholic app and trying to encourage people, you know, for how much time or money we give to entertainment. Let's begin Lent on a good foot to spiritually prepare to enter into the sacred mysteries of our salvation, to realize for all those people who love 
um, the hearts on Valentine's Day, that the real symbol for love is not the heart, but the cross. Huh? The cross of Jesus, the greatest love that's ever been shown. And that love that invites us to respond with our love for him. And we ask for those graces this day as we prepare to have a good Lent. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.